Hey, everybody. Um, going to talk a little politics today. Going to talk a little election. Uh, those of you that know me know that I've been around this game for a long time. Um, the first big campaign I worked on was in 1996 when Al Salvi ran for U.S. Senate when uh, Dick Durbin was moving from the House of Representatives over to the Senate. And Al was probably about the closest person that's ever come to him. Of course, the reelect was senators. You know, a senator can do but out whatever they want for about four years, and then they just kind of kind of pay attention to the people for two years, get reelected, and then go back to doing what they want. But um, I digress. Then in 1998, uh, Peter Fitzgerald's successful run for Senate and George Ryan's successful run for governor, and that was two major campaigns and about killed, about killed me and a few other guys, but uh, we basically did ag issues for a number of politicians um, and, uh, you know, have, have upset some people because, you know, the politicians didn't need to turn to the, to the ag groups for, for their stuff. And, of course, there are some politicians on the opposite side, either primaries or generals, that weren't real happy, but, you know, it is what it is, and that's where it's at. But last night, uh, the world changed some last night. Not a whole lot, but some. And, and probably probably what changed the most is the moderate to what I call old-style liberal Democrats are now going to be able to put a thumb on the progressives and say, this country is not as progressive as what you say it is. Your cities may be that progressives. Your your little enclaves in the very wealthy suburban areas. Uh, oh, I I e one of the one of the takeaways from Virginia last night is college educated white women actually voted in larger numbers for Donald J Trump in twenty than they did for Yunkin in twenty two, which basically means uh, college. Educated white women continued to move farther away from the Republican Party, which, by the way, I think for ag policy, for not in my backyard, for livestock um, management facilities, for things like anhydrous regulation of pesticides, everything else is probably not not favorable to agriculture. But on the flip side, non-college educated white women – 75% of them voted for Yunkin. Huge move. Huge move. And oh, by the way, the lieutenant, the Republican, Republican lieutenant governor in Virginia, former Marine, lady that, that immigrated to this uh, uh, country, and she, I guess I can call her a woman of color now. I, you you, you got you to be careful what you say and, and how you put it because, you know, the, the progressives continue to change, you know, uh, what words you can say and what you can't say. I mean, uh, what is it? Is it one of the Bush boys, Kyle or Kurt's got to go to sensitivity training because he used an R word to describe some driver that was bumping him on the last rat lap. And he used it, and now, now he didn't get fined. He didn't get thrown out of the next race, but he's got to go to sensitivity training because he used that word. What's the R word? Uh, the R word, I'm not going to say it because somebody then can quote me saying it, but it's basically for somebody that's got mental difficulties, and it was something that a lot of kids called each other back in grade school. You're a blank, you know. 
and uh, been, you know, I mean, are they going to outlaw the seven words you can't say on television by George Carlin? Because everybody says those seven words now. Um, but, and, and, you know, I, I've talked about it before and I think I need to talk about it again. You know, let's forget the seven words you can't say on television that George Carlin had. We now have a whole list, a bunch of words that you can't say on television, radio, podcasting, whatever, or, or you'll get in trouble. And, you know, there was, a there, of course, Lenny Bruce, who kind of was the, the first comedian before George Carlin that, that used quote unquote vulgar language. Uh, he went to he went to jail in a lot of cases for that, uh, but those guys changed the world and, and some female comedians too. And I look for the pendulum to swing so far to the left that then the pendulum will probably swing back so far to the right. But um, and and you could I, I was listening to Bloomberg uh, Radio and I wouldn't recommend Bloomberg. I, I like Bloomberg Radio in the evenings. When they have the opening of the Hong Kong, Shanghai, Singapore, um, you know the 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 Tokyo markets. When they have that, when they have that overnight desk, you know, and they have those markets that open up in Southeast Asia, basically, well, East Asia and Southeast Asia. Um, I, I that that I I like to listen to them for the, for the market updates to kind of kind of get an idea which way we're headed in in the U.S. because. And let's face it, back, back, you know, you've heard me talk about the movie The Big Short before. And if you haven't, go watch that movie. Uh, you know, you could be correct, but be off on your timing and almost go broke because you're off on your timing. But, but, I digress. The, that most times when things start to go to pieces, they go to pieces in Asia first, and then they go to pieces in Europe, and then they finally go to pieces here. Um, just, just kind of the way the world works, you know. Um, and there's a lot of market activity, and, and I can tell you there's a lot of opportunities to sell grain, grain farmers, in the overnight markets a lot of time. Thinly traded, I know. you got you got to put orders in there. you got to not just try to get fills, but but there's, there's opportunities then. But, um, and let's, you know, a Republican hadn't win a, won a statewide office in Virginia since 2009. So everybody was saying Virginia wasn't purple anymore. It was blue. The Republicans won all three statewide races last night. They took back the, the basically the Virginia House of Representatives, but just barely, but they took it back. And, and then I, I think the, the biggest race that goes kind of like unmentioned the long-serving leader of the state senate in New Jersey. He's a state senator that's been around forever. Got beat last night by a truck driver that only spent 153 bucks. Can that tell you people are upset with that state senator and maybe his politics and what's going on? You know, Dan Rostenkowski, you know, Mr. Uh, buy postage stamps and then cash them in and stuck stick the money in my pocket. I mean, if there was ever a political mafia kind of thug guy out of Chicago, Dan Rostenkowski was kind of the, the blueprint for it. And that's saying something. But, you know, Michael Patrick Flanagan, of course, what a good Irish Catholic name. Bartender beat him uh, back in, in the 90s when Newt Gingrich and those guys were doing that stuff. And, and then, you know, uh, uh, you got this 
the leader of the New Jersey State Senate in supposedly a tremendously safe seat gets beat by a couple thousand votes. By a truck driver that spent 153 bucks. So everybody out there that says it's money, it's money, it's money. You don't, in this day and age too, you don't need a whole lot of money to get your message out there. And how many of you, my wife doesn't watch TV that's got ads on it. Just, that's it. And if an ad comes on, you know, changing it to a different channel, switching it up, you know, whatever. It's just, it's just the way it is. And a lot of people listen to podcasts. A lot, a lot of people don't listen to the mainstream, lamestream media anymore. Sorry. Just the way it is. You know, um, and, and believe me, back when it was just NBC, ABC, CBS, and PBS, they controlled it. They cranked down on it. Those days are gone. They're over. Now, there's some of them trying to get them back by regulating the Internet, and, and you will see some of that. Oh, you're going to see Democrats introduce bills to get rid of hate speech and, and, and the, the quote-unquote non-truth. But, and, and oh, by the way, too, McCullough, who got beat, he's out of that Clinton organization. I mean, if that bunch can't rig this thing so he wins, um, he really got beat last night. Now, I don't know. I don't know as a, this is this is like one um, forty-five in the afternoon. I don't know if he's conceded because I know, you know, there's a bunch of mail-in ballots sitting in a UPS truck somewhere or a FedEx truck or a, a, a post office truck that they're going to try to dump in the last minute. And I think he got till a couple more days here to, to get all the mail-in ballots, and you know they're coming in. And, and that's what's going to beat the guy in New Jersey. The mail-in ballots, which there's, there's the ability for you to vote absentee if you're not going to be around Election Day. The, these mail-in ballots, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's designed for fraud. It's designed whether whether it's whether there's fraud there or not, whether there's you know even intent to do it. I know it's to make it easier to vote there, but you know what? If you can't get up off your butt and get in to vote, or ahead of time rig the thing for the for the uh, absentee ballots, and there's there's all kinds of ways that, that there there's poll workers and everything else that get people to poll. But I digress. Well, I think we've seen in the 2020 election, they harvested a lot of votes out of nursing homes and stuff with these mail-in ballots. Um, I, th- I think if you ever get down to it, that's probably what's what's going to pop up and come out of the deal. But it, the progressives got a pretty big setback. And, and I will give Yunkin this credit. He kept it local. Too many times these governors get into what I call national politics and, and 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 I tell you what schools school boards school elections school policy that's a state issue that's a governor's issue that's a local issue and he he got a hold of that thing and he ran with it the, the mask mandates and all that stuff but I, well let's talk about that a little bit uh well McCulloch was counting on abortion in the Texas abortion law that that was only that was only like a top tier concern of ten percent of the voters. Probably probably hardcore Democrats that's going to vote Democrat anyway, or hardcore pro life conservative Republicans that's going to vote Republican anyway. 
Only, only that was only in ten percent of the voters made it to the top, or, or, and I'm not sure if it was multiple tops or the top issue. The coronavirus, which which had been polling like the top concern of like fifty percent, fifty five percent of the people, not that long ago, exit polling fourteen percent. Now the mass mandates, the the school stuff. The, the the vaccine mandates, all that stuff, was so much higher than the coronavirus, and I I think the part of that virus just maybe people are getting tired of it, and and you and I both know as soon as everybody gets locked up back inside uh, because of the cold weather, you're going to see once again a spike in the cases. You know, Florida sees it in the summertime because everybody goes inside because air conditioning. Um, and right now, a lot of people fall the year. They're outside, fresh air, sunlight, vitamin D. Do I need to go down the whole list? You know, best disinfected in the world, sunlight, and vitamin D, which is, you know, made by being out in the sun, is is a is is a really good uh, defensive mechanism by the body to to ward off any kind of disease. And doesn't mean you won't get sick tomorrow, but um, the the Virginia went from being blue to a reddish shade of purple last night. Now, is that going to be long-term? I don't know. You know that they continue to grow the population up around Washington, D.C. And you all know how the Washington, D.C. Federalists are going to vote. They're going to vote for the feds. Um, The rural people. This is one thing I think you farmers got to realize. The rural people came out in bigger numbers for Yunkin than they did for Trump a couple uh, basically a year ago. I know Yunkin needed a big number out of the rural vote, and Yunkin got a huge number out of the rural vote. Now, New Jersey, I'm not sure just how much rural votes there. I, I don't know how much it matters, um, but uh, th- there were some places in New Jersey that had flipped from from Republican to Democrat that flipped back to Republican, and there was places. Well, basically, the, the, that, that uh, what is it, Murphy was the Democrat in New Jersey. He underperformed everywhere. Now, he's going to win. He's going to win a squeaker. He's going to win it on the mail-in ballots. But, you know, that's New Jersey that went 16 points for Biden. And, and you got to remember, Trump's a New York guy that the New Jersey people knew. But yet, you know, it's a, you know, you're you're talking about an 11 to 14, 15 point swing here. Which, if if you look at the Electoral College, if that would have been the case a year ago, the, the same type of performance you had last night, only California, Washington, Illinois, and then a the northeastern states, you know, like New York, Vermont, Connecticut, Delaware, Maryland. Those are the only states that would have went for Biden. Everything else would have been for Trump. And, and it, you know, whether it hurt or helped or didn't matter one way or another about Donald J. Trump, people were voting for Yunkin. Yunkin, Yunkin, Yunkin threaded that needle really, really, really well. You know, he got, he got the Trump vote out in the rural areas where he needed to. But yet he he broadened his appeal to appeal to enough suburban voters. I'm wondering how the white male suburban voters what what their change was. I see, you know, I talked about the, 
you know, college-educated and non-college-educated white woman vote. That that was a big thing that the political pundits were chattering about last night. But, you know, I, I really do believe that part of the reason why Trump didn't beat Biden a year ago is Biden was always a big blue-collar union guy. Always a big-collar, big, 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 big blue-collar union guy. And I think you had a number of blue-collar union people that left Trump. I don't think they voted for Hillary. I think they voted for Trump in, in 16. And they went back to Biden because, by God, that's one of our guys that took care of us for all these years. And then the first thing he does is shut down a pipeline, which would have been built by all union people, and did other things. And, you know, I I, I don't think maybe the blue collar union vote got what they thought they were going to get and some polling data i seen out of last night the 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 blue collar working person left the democratic party in new jersey and virginia left last night now whether they'll come back or not don't know and i'm telling you republicans out there the 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 blue collar union working person vote is up for grabs and you need to you need to make sure that you quote unquote don't get in bed so much with these big major corporations that are all woke and are all run by liberal Democrats anyway that you forget about the blue collar union working person because that that's that's your road to victory right there in most cases in most areas. Find it interesting too that deer workers turned down the 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 contract. So they're not happy with their leadership on what their leadership's negotiating. Tell you what, this labor thing right now, you got a ton of people that are retiring, a ton of people that are staying home because of child care issues. You do not have the numbers in the workforce that you had 24 months ago. And, and people that are willing to work, they got the advantage right now. I know a young man that's uh, 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 close to my daughter, uh, He's got a good job where he's at, but she was just telling Judy and I here the other day that this some other outfit approached him about going to work for them, and it was like four or five dollars an hour more than what he's making. That'll think about that'll make you think about jumping ship. You know, five five bucks an hour on on you know two thousand hours a year is ten thousand dollars plus. People that are willing to work, they're all getting paid overtime because there's not enough other people showing up. So your time and a half, you know, that 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 five dollars an hour on overtime, seven and a half dollars more per hour. I mean that that that's a that's a slight good chunk of change. But yeah, I mean n- no big surprises last night in that election, except New Jersey was closer than I thought it would be. I thought New Jersey would be tighter uh, than than what a lot of the pundits were thinking. Uh, Youngkin, um, and, and I know somebody that was working the Virginia election. They were actually working for the state House of Representatives um, in, in southeastern Virginia, and they, they were thinking Youngkin was going to do better than what people thought. And and that person's not that old, but been around this game quite a bit and and pretty knowledgeable about it. Oh, a lot to unpack from last night. Now, 
a huge progressive liberal from originally from the suburbs of Chicago is now the mayor of Boston. I mean, huge progressive liberal. Uh, you still got some of these major cities still going left now. Minneapolis, though, um, there was a there was a proposal on the ballot to get rid of the police and put public safety officials out there. That failed. So maybe Minneapolis is kind of kind of done and over with with a lot of the craziness. Um, now some of the libs up there in Minneapolis were were wound up, um, and that'll be interesting to see where that goes. But um, overall, you know the the the. the not a total red wave, but it sure it sure turned some purple red and it turned some blue red. And let's go back to a year ago. Yeah, everybody wants to talk about the presidential election. The Democrats did not do near as good in the Senate races, nor near as good in the House races as what they all expected they were going to do before that night started. Well, you know, here here we are. Um that it's it's a different world after yesterday. Things are different in DC. Mansion and cinema just got a whole bunch more power. And there's gonna be there's gonna be Democrats telling the progressives to forget about your social infrastructure bill. We need to pass just the physical infrastructure bill and move on down the road and show the country we can govern. And and I think you're gonna have the progressives say, well, it's because these moderates won't make a deal and they'll they'll blame them, making it look like we can't govern. But the progressives got to realize I don't think people want them to govern from the far left. Well, hey, my thoughts on the election. Interesting. Interesting. And and now now the chattering chattering masses, the talking heads, everybody will get their take on it and everything else. And, um, you know, people are going to start getting ready to start carrying petitions for running in primaries next year. For you know, basically um, the midterm elections. That's the next thing that goes on. The cycle never ends, folks. It just keeps rolling from one to the other. Well, hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture. Thanks for listening.